0: None of them was substantial enough to persuade him they were true. Truth for Wolfie was the terrifying reality of Fox. His father wasn't in the bed, so with wildly beating heart, Wolfie climbed in through the open front door. He could hear splashing water and guessed his father was behind the curtain that gave privacy to the washing area. Fox, what you doing, mate? he said. The curtain rattled aside, revealing his father stripped to the waist as he used the tip of the razor to scrape at the shaven tracks on his close-cropped crown. Sometimes he wondered why Fox just didn't shave off all his hair instead of turning the bald patches into irregular tracks. Wolfie met Fox's eyes in the mirror. "'What are you staring at?' the man growled. "'You couldn't be bald as a coat if this keeps up!' "'the child said, pointing to the strands of black hair "'that were floating on the surface of the water. "'Mum and me reckon you should see a doctor, "'because if you is ill, it won't get no better by pretending it ain't there.' "'Did the bitch say I was ill?' "'Wolfie's alarm showed in his face. "'No, she didn't never talk about you.' "'You're lying,' Fox snarled, turning round. "'Tell me what she said or I'll have your fucking guts.' "'Your father's sick in the head, your father's evil.' "'Nothing,' Wolfie managed. "'She don't never say nothing.' "'Fox searched his son's terrified eyes. "'The child's nerve broke and he made a dash for the rear exit, "'diving beneath the bus and burying his face in his hands. "'His father would kill his mother "'and the do-gooders would find his bruises. "'He would have prayed to God if he knew how.' but God was a nebulous entity that he didn't understand. Fox fascinated Bella Preston in a way that few other men had. A woman with less confidence might have asked herself why he kept singling her out for attention. Big and fat, with cropped, peroxided hair, Bella wasn't an obvious choice for this lean, charismatic man with pale eyes and shaven tracks across his skull. He never answered questions. Who he was, where he came from, and why he hadn't been seen on the circuit before were no one's business but his own. Bella, who had witnessed it all before, took his right to a hidden past for granted. Didn't they all have secrets? And allowed him to haunt her bus with the same freedom that everyone else did. Bella knew there were a woman and two children in Fox's bus, but he never acknowledged them. Bella saw how the two kids cowered behind their mother's skirts whenever Fox drew near. It told her something about the man. However attractive he might be to strangers, and he was attractive, Bella would bet her last cent that he showed a different character behind closed doors. The subject of education came up on the Monday night when prone bodies littered the ground in front of Bella's purple and pink bus. "'All I need is for someone to give me a house with a garden "'that ain't on a fucking estate in the middle of a fucking city "'full of fucking delinquents,' Bella said. "'Fox detached himself from the shadows and loomed over Bella, "'his tall figure blotting out the moon. "'Claim some free land through adverse possession "'and build your own house.' "'She squinted up at him. "'What the hell are you talking about?' "'His teeth flashed in a brief grin.' Winning the jackpot, he said. Little Croft, Coombe Farm, Herefordshire, the 28th of August, 2001. Unusually for 28 years ago, Nancy Smith had been delivered in her mother's bedroom, but not because her mother had avant garde views on a woman's right to home birthing. A wild and disturbed teenager, Elizabeth Lockyer Fox had starved herself for the first six months of her pregnancy and, when that failed to kill the incubus inside her, ran away from boarding school and demanded her mother rescue her from it. Elizabeth was just seventeen, and her family closed ranks to protect her reputation. The Lockyer Foxes were an old military family, with distinguished war service from the Crimea to the standoff in Korea on the 38th Parallel. With abortion out of the question, because Elizabeth had left it too late, adoption was the only option, if the stigmas of single motherhood and illegitimacy were to be avoided. The agreed story was that Elizabeth was suffering from glandular fever. The doctor and midwife kept their mouths shut, and a surprisingly healthy child emerged on the due